0: Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Kim, Marcy, and Katie. We are three women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. So grab your chair, come sit at our table, and let's talk.
1: Welcome back to the Decades of Strength podcast. I'm Katie Crocus. I'll be your host today, sitting alongside Marcy Nevin, the birthday girl, and Kim Schlag. We'll check in with you, Marcy, in a sec. Kim, I'll start with you. How are things?
0: Good. Things are good. Um, yeah. We had to postpone our birthday party for Lily May this week because of mm. the um the big nor'easter that came through, we couldn't like the roads weren't clear. And so my kiddo who was supposed to be driving up from the city, we couldn't go get him and the train wasn't even running. And so we laughed about it when we realized we're like, Lily may has no idea. We, I was disappointed. (laughs) 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 My daughter and I were like, this is such a bummer. We're like, she literally has no idea that we were celebrating her birthday. We'll put it off a week. So no puppy party plans to share with you yet. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys next week. Hopefully we will have celebrated by then. I love I love a good party. <laughs> Marcy, what about you? How did you celebrate the big three
2: eight, right? Three eight, yes. Woo! I was uh one of my clients had listened to last week's episode where I said I was turning 38 and she messaged me on Friday asking what I was doing. And she's like, Yeah, 39. I was like, No, don't make me any older than I, <laughs> than I need oh. to be. Even though we said that our, you know, the 40s really are great and I'm not dreading them necessarily. I was like, still just let me live the last couple of years in my 30s. Yeah. Um, it was a really, really great day. I had very little expectations going into it because I hadn't made any plans. Um, but I woke up early, went to the gym, had a great workout, went on a walk. It was an absolutely beautiful day. I mean, mm-hmm. Jean, poor Kim, <laughs> you know, you're having this horrible snowstorm. Yeah over the weekend. And for whatever reason, my birthday always ends up being just like bright and clear and not necessarily warm, but it was, yeah, like I couldn't have asked for better weather, which is very important to me. So did a little bit of work, which I can't not do. And then I went and got a massage. I came to my parents' house and unfortunately watched the 49ers lose at the very end, which was disappointing. Uh, And then a friend and I went to dinner at Piotti. Katie, you said you've Mm -hmm. been to Piotti down in Southern California.
1: Yes, it's one of my favorite favorite restaurants. Yeah,
2: it's one of those, like you just, you can't go wrong. It's good every single time. And it's typically where I go on my birthday or any special occasion. Uh, And that was pretty much it. Came home, read my last little bit of Dopamine Nation. (laughs) and was in bed (laughs) by 9.30, so yeah. Perfect. So I have to
1: know, Mars, I know that you're not a big sweets person. Did you indulge in any sort of like paleo dairy-free um, gluten-free treat
2: for your day? No, it wasn't even on my radar. Mm. Like, literally was not even on your my radar. Your parents weren't like, I, let's have a cake. No, I think they've kind of just realized that it's not really my thing anymore. I will say, so I live like a two minute walk from downtown and There is this little chocolate shop, which I walked by and I was like, Oh, something from in there sounds really good. Not, it's like not a cake, but they have these, (laughs) This sounds weird. Those chocolate, those frozen chocolate bananas. I love those. And they're like covered in sprinkles. So I was thinking about getting one of those, but yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't really, not really into it. So I had delicious chicken and Brussels sprout dinner and a Diet Coke with a paper straw. Did you
0: pop a candle in a Brussels sprout?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was fine. Yeah. So, so that was it. But thank you for asking. It was a lovely day. I felt um, just very special, so to speak, from everyone that I heard from. So,
1: well, I mean, take every single minute you have left in your 30s because you are exponentially wiser than I was at 38. And I feel like by the time you get, I'll be turning 43 in March. And I think, my gosh, if I would have had just one more year in my 30s where I had this mindset or I had this commitment to myself in in a more healthy way, I can't imagine what that would have meant for like my trajectory and how I would have grown and even- yeah. Yeah. Even a younger age than I than I did, and by no means am I calling 40s or even 50s old. I just think that the sooner you can kind of begin to learn those lessons, oh my gosh, like how powerful is that? So I'm happy for yeah, you. I'm Marcia, sure you to me 38 for
0: me. 38 was my was my um, like bottoming out year. That mm-hmm. was the year oh. that I was like the heaviest I'd ever been, Um, the most depressed I'd ever been. Like the pictures you see to me in that blue sweater, that people are like, "That's not you. That's 38." Mm-hmm.
2: 38, I like I cannot to this day get over that picture. <laughs> and I, I, I know. I'm telling you, Kim, I feel like you look younger now that
0: you I, do in that I picture. I definitely do. 30... Yeah. yeah. So look, you are worlds ahead of me at 38. So yeah. <laughs> I mean... You can you can age like fine wine. You can
2: yeah, get better <laughs> as it goes on for sure. I definitely Absolutely. well, and I put up a post yesterday, kind of like spur of the moment post about how to how to achieve your physique goal while maintaining your health or or without sacrificing your health. And it was really, you know, all the lessons that I have learned since my early twenties, when I started on my fitness journey and, you know, the, the things that I did wrong, that really dug me into this very, very deep hole that, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm still trying to dig my way out of like, things are so much better, but they are not perfect. And I was really just, you know, telling people who are in their twenties, you think you can get away with it now. And maybe you can, but eventually all of those extreme tactics are gonna, they're gonna catch up with you. And if you are in your, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, the game does change a little bit from a stress perspective, a hormonal perspective, all of that. I mean, Kim, you can attest to that. Like it's not, it's not impossible by any means but you do have to do things different. You have to respect your body or else, you know, you're in for some trouble. So yeah, that was one of my biggest lessons from the past. However, many years is treat your body with respect. And if you do, it will reward you
1: your body, your mind. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. you mentioned that. I did a post similar to yours yesterday where I sort of posed the question to myself, like, what if I had just stopped growing? What if I had kept this definition of growth as more of whatever I continue to do? That's, that's growth. Like, what if I continue down that road? What would I look like today? And so it is a really good, an interesting point and in perspective to think Yeah, it's it's not always what you think it's going to be. And and you know, maybe the the path you have to take to get there isn't just more and and it isn't Mm -hmm. just your body and and you have to sort of take a broader view. And that's sort of something we're we're gonna talk about today to sort of bridge the conversation into our topic. We talk a lot about how everything takes longer than you want it to, right? In fat loss, in habit commitment, in um, just about anything that's worth achieving, it's going to take longer than you want it to. And I think that's pretty much the messaging in the, in the health space and it's there for good reason, right? Like the 30 day cuts and the shortcut um, fat loss. Like we've talked about how that doesn't work and why that doesn't work. However, what we wanted to talk about today um, is kind of uh, an interesting, flip on it because sometimes there are life hacks or shortcuts that we have found that have been helpful to some degree in some areas. And to be clear, we're not talking about, again, we're not talking about like major things that are going to slash calories or like cut your water weight or anything silly like that. Um, It's just sort of little day-to-day hacks that have bridged us from one thing to the next and kind of light bulb moments that have made us go, huh, I'm going to like tuck that in my back pocket and remember it. And I know there's a lot of people on Instagram too, who do this because every now and then someone will send me a message and it'll like blow my mind just a second. So hopefully if you're out there listening, you'll hear at least one or two of those little light bulb things from us. And then tell us about it, please like DM us, let us know what you think. Cause it's so fun when we get to get feedback and then get your ideas as well. So Um, Marcy, I'll start with you. Can you throw down one life hack or one sort of experience you've had where you're like, wow, this just changed my game.
2: Well, I'm laughing over here because I've been meaning to write a post about something similar to this and I just haven't gotten around to it. So today is the day I'll put out that post as we release this episode. But (laughs) one of my, I'll call it my character defects. Is that I do try and i'm I don't want to say I'm okay with it because sometimes it does uh, create a mess in my life. but the people who I live with or who spend time with me, it drives them crazy. So I try to save time by not screwing caps on things. So mm-hmm. oh, I'll maybe like half screw that. like I'll like put the lid on, but, you know, not like not screw it on completely. And then people go to pick up whatever it is that I have left behind. And then it falls. and You're lucky you live alone. (laughs) Well, but when I didn't you like, Oh my gosh, my ex-boyfriend, I used to do it all the time. And like, he certainly, he was a slob, let's be honest, but like, he would always get so mad at me about that. My mom too. um, I used to do it when I was living with my parents uh, with my liquid Stevia. So then the Stevie mm. would spill and it's like sticky and it's hard to clean up. And then like, and like eighteen dollars bottle, the ants come. <laughs> so, and then on that that powerlifting place that our gym that I went to years ago, I would do the same thing with my water bottle. And my coach would be like, "Oh, Marcy spinning," which means like I'm in my head. I'm like not present. If he would go to move my water bottle, and when he picked it up, it would spill everywhere because the cap was not. So oh that. God. Listeners, do not do that because it's going to. (laughs)
0: This is not a suggestion. (laughs) No,
2: I'm just, it's just funny and ironic that we're having this conversation because, yeah, I think like, oh, I'll save myself a few seconds by not screwing that lid on. And then I spill something and now I have, you know, I'm spending more time cleaning it up. So, anyway, Uh,
0: I think that's a really great point to make, Marcy, that sometimes we fall into the trap of doing something that we think is a shortcut that actually ends up costing us time. Yes. so actually when we think about what good shortcuts are for us individually is to make sure that they're actually shortcuts and not actually making our lives harder.
2: Well, and that's kind of what I was gonna allude to in my post is from a body composition standpoint, like a fat loss perspective, when we take the quick fix And yes, we get those immediate results, but then we gain the weight back. Usually we gain any or even more back. And then as was the case for me, like I said earlier, then you spend years digging yourself out of that hole because you did so much damage trying to take the faster route. So yes, do not learn from, yeah, learn from my mistakes, but right now my biggest hack is convenience food. Like I do not, I really don't meal prep. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's just because that is the, the way my life is set up. It doesn't really require it. And I make such simple meals that it's, you know, takes five or 10 minutes to throw something together, but I do rely heavily on convenience items. So canned salmon, deli, turkey, frozen vegetables, frozen fruit that are already, you know, washed, chopped, all of that. And then I just throw it in the air fryer and yeah, it takes five minutes. And then I set it, I forget it. I go out on a walk to get some more steps. And when I come home, my meal is made for me. Yeah.
1: I want to talk about that air fryer for a second, because if that's not a life hack of an appliance, I don't know what is, if you do not have an air fryer yet, Kim, do you have one?
0: Um, I, my son had one and we had it here and I gotta be honest, I'm not a gadget person but my oven is an air fryer. When I redid our kitchen, the fancy oven we bought, it's an air fryer and I have air fried in there a timer kit. Stop, are you, I had no idea you could do that. I I need to try it again. Like I just never got into it. Cause I, like I said, I kind of stick with my- Oh, you
1: do. Cause here's what I love about the air fryer. It takes half the time. It takes up no space in in comparison to, you know, the oven, obviously in and of itself, if you're going to keep it on the counter, it's not a small appliance, but we keep ours tucked away kind of back by our blenders. And my kids know how to use it. It I I allow them to use it when I'm gone. I don't allow them to use the stove or the oven when I'm gone. Uh, And it just and in terms of reheating things, I don't like chicken reheated in the microwave. But in the air fryer, it's amazing, and it takes Mm -hmm. minutes more than it may take in the microwave. And about. 20 minutes less than it would actually take to like preheat the oven and reheat something. But you can also, of course, bake things in the air fryer. I'm talking like baked potatoes, or if you're, you can bake cookies. Um, you could bake chicken. You can do all sorts of things from scratch. But for me, the air fryer is just like such a beautiful thing for sides too. Like if my kids want tater tots or French fries, it's like, all right, you guys, I'm going to try to empower you to go take care of part of this meal. And the air fryer has been a killer family appliance for us. I've loved it.
2: Yeah. I, it's one of those things, like, how did I live without this? So Mm -hmm. I would do something similar, but I would make sheet pan meals. So basically what I do in the air fryer is I like doing turkey burgers in it. So my dinner as of late has been a turkey burger and then some sort of vegetable, I spray olive oil on it and then I season it. And then I'll do my starch on the side because I can't, my air fryer isn't big enough to do all of that at once. But yeah, I used to do something similar with the sheet pan meals, but to your point, Katie, okay, I've got to wait however long to let the oven heat up. And then it does take longer in the oven than it does the air fryer. And I used to do like salmon that way a lot. And I feel like in the oven, it makes the house smell a bit more, but in Mm -hmm. our air fryer, it does not. So that is nice as well. Um, And I love, everyone knows this. I love my Kabocha squash. I pretty much eat it every single day. And I have not tried cooking the squash in the air fryer. I still do that in the microwave, but I used to wrap the squash in either parchment paper or wax paper. And there have been a couple of times where I... Set it for a little bit too long and it caught on fire.
1: Yeah, not wax paper. That's probably not the right one. Hearts yeah, so
2: paper. I I almost created like a, uh, a disaster by catching the entire microwave on fire. So it hasn't happened for a long time, but I'm gonna give the kabocha a try in the air fryer and see how it oh, does.
1: Yeah. You'll love it. It'll
2: be great. Yeah. Okay, and I didn't, the chicken reheating, that is a great hack. I had no idea. I wouldn't have even thought to try it.
1: I eat chicken cold before I put it in the microwave. I don't know
2: why it's like, I, I, just, I actually prefer chicken cold, to be honest with you. Yeah.
0: So anyway,
1: well, Kim, let's switch over to you. What kind of life hacks do you have to, to share with us?
0: All right. Well, my first one that I'm going to share with you, I'm going to stay right up front. I'm probably going to annoy people because they're going to be like, that's just really privileged Kim. And I'm going to admit that it is, but I want you to know, I'm going to preface this with like, I did not grow up with money like we were i didn't realize till i was an adult that i think i was poor as a kid and my mm-hmm. parents were just really good at hiding it so i'm not somebody who's just like oh just throw money around and even like as a grown-up like my husband was in graduate school for a long time like we were pinching pennies mm-hmm. for a long time but you know as we both grown and had you know successful careers uh, it, it came to a point when i was growing my business that I just realized that my time was so much more valuable and I was wasting my time a lot doing certain things. And so, you know, in recent years, like I don't clean my own house anymore. I pay somebody to do that for me. That was one of the first things I did when I started working. I'm like, we're not doing that anymore. So I pay somebody to clean my own house. I don't paint my nails anymore. I go pay somebody to do that. I don't shovel my own driveway anymore. Neither my husband or I did that this weekend. Like we pay somebody to do that Because I'm like, I'm not gonna spend three hours out in the driveway. I've got things that I I can do that my time is more valuable and better spent on. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing with my business. Like I I I hired an assistant to help me, you know, organize my emails and do all the things. And yes, this costs time, but wow, it saves me money. And in the end, I think it ends up making me money because now my brain and my time is freed up to actually do the stuff that I'm good at. Um, and that moves me forward in life. So again, I know not everybody has the luxury, but looking in your circumstances, like what would be a better use right then, um, time or money. And if you have some time, great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with shelving your driveway. I've certainly done it, but for me, Mm -hmm. it's just worth it to pay for it.
1: Mm -hmm. I think outsourcing is brilliant. And if you aren't in a position financially where you can outsource. Something I encourage people to do all the time is delegate. So if you if you live in a home with a spouse or a partner and children, do not enable them to make you their slave. So you if you are, you know, the domestic head of the household in in your situation, don't put yourself in a position where that means really sort of just self sabotage if you are the one who was doing everything and taking care of all of the chores. I've said a million times that I don't do laundry baskets in my house because basically that just forces me to do all the laundry and I don't want to be the point person on that. Um, I will do the bulk of the work but my family will bring their clothing down and put it in the wash. I will do wash every other day but I should never see towels on the floor. I should never see clothing on the floor because that is their contribution in that particular with that particular chore. And I think that's an important thing. So if you don't have, you know, the ability to outsource everything, which none of us do, let's be honest. Like it's all about priorities. Priorities. Um, look within what's going on in your world and see where you can delegate so you can have some time for yourself. And so you can have some time to really put, like you said, Kim, your energy and your effort into the things that you need to push your own goals forward.
0: Mm-hmm. And Katie, that's actually what you started talking about is my second uh, shortcut is, and also if you don't mind, I'll go right now because it just connects right off of what you just said. And that is, if you have kids, in the very beginning, it does feel like not a shortcut at all because it feels like the long way is to teach them to do all the stuff around the house. My kids have been doing laundry and cooking and grocery shopping since they were little, like Mm -hmm. little, like eight years old was when I realized like my son ruined a library book once and he had to pay for it. Well, how's an eight-year-old going to make money? I taught Mm -hmm. him how to do the laundry. And so he had to do the laundry to like pay for this book. And so then I started teaching my next son how to do laundry. And then my daughter, like, so they were helping me in the beginning, but over time, like by their early teens, I didn't do my kids' laundry. Like they all do yep. their own laundry; they like they're in charge of knowing when to wash it. They wash, dry, fold, put it away. Mm-hmm. Same thing with cooking. Like, and I realized I've somehow fell fallen away with my youngest, which is my daughter. Both of I'm, I'm we're starting to work on it. Both of my sons are really good cooks. Like they they can cook their own meals because I've had them cooking here. I'd be like, you know, I can't do this. You know, you do this today, and so I taught them how to cook. And same thing with grocery shopping. When my kids were little, like they didn't just come to the store and like run around causing havoc. I'd be like, here's your list. You go bring me these things. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, it can feel really painful. Like this is just be faster for me to do this, but mm-hmm. teaching your kids that it eventually pays off. And it also helps because you know, by the time they go to college, they know how to do all those things. Yes,
2: absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a great point.
1: That yeah. was really Mars. What about you? Do you have something else?
2: I have a couple of things kind of, I mean, going to, or going off of Kim's point about the outsourcing. So I don't outsource a whole lot. I think that at some point I will outsource the cleaning of my apartment. It is not a very big space, but I just don't want to do it. And for one person who doesn't do a whole lot of cooking and an eight pound dog, this place gets so dirty. I'm like, why is my stove? I saw a meme on this uh, or about something similar on Instagram. Uh, Like I have not used my stove one time and it is so dirty. I'm like, how does this happen? How does this part of the floor, which I've never even walked on, get so dirty? It's just bizarre. So yeah, I would like to outsource that. But for me, and I don't do this often, more so for special occasions. Although if budget was not an issue, I would do it at least once, if not twice a week. And that is getting my hair blown out Mm -hmm. because- It is so long. It is so thick, although it's not as thick as it used to be, but it takes me probably at least two hours to wash it, to dry it, to curl it or flatten iron it. And one, I don't have the patience. I don't have the time and I I just don't want to do it. And someone else can do it way better. So Mm -hmm. that is my favorite hack to make myself look a little Bit more presentable. Uh, My other hack is I wear my hair in a bun every day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it it just—I mean—it saves me time. And really, one of the reasons I do it too is I don't like my hair in my face, so I don't want it down in my face when I'm working or working out. I know you ladies can do that, but and (laughs) I—I respect you for sure. But yeah, I just want it like out. Uh, out of my face. And yeah, so that is one thing. And then having a very simple wardrobe. So I don't Mm. have, you know, tons of clothes and it's just, it's kind of like the whole Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs situation. You know, they wear the same thing over and over again. And I'm not saying I do that, but yeah, I stick to very kind of minimal clothing or like minimal outfits. And then I also make sure that I pick my outfit out the day before and, or the night before, and I lay it out somewhere. So one less decision for me to make because decision fatigue is a really, um, real thing. We talked a little bit about willpower and self-control last week. And one of the reasons we feel like we don't have it, especially at the end of the day, when we're coming home from work, you know, we're stressed out, we're tired is because we've been making so many decisions Throughout the day. So we're just kind of tapped out. And if you can make one less decision, then, you know, you're going to have more willpower. So that's one thing. And then the other, and I will plug this because well, we are coaches, Katie, not so much you anymore, but at one point you were, I still have a coach. I have a nutrition coach who you know, helps me with my, my macros, my supplement protocol, all of that. And then I have someone who writes my training programs or I right now I'm doing a group program, but yes, could I do my own thing? Absolutely. Do I want to think about it? No, I don't because I'm doing it for other people all day long. And I'm a bit of an overanalyzer, I will admit. So I think that it's just, uh, it creates more one time, but also mental space and capacity for that to be something that I don't have to worry about.
1: That is a time suck, right? When you start, like when you look at something and you're like, I'm going to overthink that oh, <laughs> and yeah. your coach will do it.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm trying to yeah, find an yeah, account for you guys that, that, that I want sure. you to follow to put in here. Cause Marcy, I'm super interested in something you brought up. I'm not there yet, but I want to get there. Is the this the capsule your- clothing idea? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, no, yeah. I, are you the one who recommended the lady to me, Katie? Style this life from Paige? Yes. yes. I am so fascinated by this and I'm not there yet. So this is a real problem in my life. I don't know if you guys Marcy, we may have been friends back when this happened when I did my very first live on my own. So Susan Niebergall and I we I was the only time I ever did lives on Instagram was when I was with Susan. And finally I'm like I'm going to do it on my own. Going to do my own live. And I went up into my office in my bedroom. It's like a little side room of my bedroom. And I accidentally flipped the camera around and what I showed everybody, and I didn't know how to turn it back in the middle of my life. And I showed everybody an entire sofa piled with my clean laundry. Like it was like, and when I say piles, like guys picture big piles. I have so many clothes. I have so many clothes. They don't fit in my closet. I can't keep myself organized. I reorganize my closet and it blows up because I have too many things. And like some of it's like too worn out or I don't like the way it fits anymore or whatever. And I'm fascinated with this idea of a capsule wardrobe. And I think I'm going to get there someday, but I'm not mm-hmm. there yet. I'm still in this investigating. That's a lot of commitment. She, she only she only buys a certain number of things. I think she said she's only going to buy 20 things this year.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't bought clothes in even like years.
0: <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, no. Oh my gosh. Like, if if I
2: buy anything new, it's like my mom bought me something for Christmas. I just, I'm not, I'm not a fashionista type person. I am,
1: I am so like. Flipping Instagram ads get me. Like, I'm like, oh, I need that sweatshirt. Or like I am right? I am the definition of influenced. Like I for whatever me reason. <laughs> it's not healthy. Kim, I'm with me you. Too. You and I. So I we will um tag Paige in the show notes. Her Instagram is style this life and she's Adorable and actually she does a little bit of like fitness and food too. Like it's a really nice mix in her stories and on her feed. So check her yeah, out. Yeah,
0: I watch her stories and I'm just super interested in this idea of this capsule wardrobe. Nowhere near close to actually pulling the trigger on it. I'm just in the investigating phase right now.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so you buy what like 20 items and just rotate I through think those? You just like you go through your
0: closet and you cull out everything that's like fluff, and you only keep like stuff that's gonna all work together and it's just really basic pieces and then you commit to not just like repopulating that mm. like and you and, and I'm sure everybody does it different, but you know that she's not gonna buy look probably I buy 20 things every couple of months like constantly buying stuff and um yeah so that's how she does it and it's it's a it's then you're not necessarily buying um trendy kind of stuff it's more mm. basics kind of stuff but yeah that lasts a long time yeah
2: and you know the one thing that I do remember from math class when I was in middle school is you know that problem that you would have to solve like Johnny has five pairs of pants four shirts three mm-hmm. jackets two pairs of socks whatever like how many outfits can Johnny make and you yeah. do like five mm-hmm. four three two one you multiply it all and like you a can lot. make a lot mm-hmm. with their yeah. little so Yeah, Yeah, just that mixing and matching, uh, can make it look like you've got a new outfit every day for a long time. That's a life
1: hack for your wallet, for your time, for your closet. Like that one is, that one's really far reaching. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: it will eventually people who do that. I bet it really does free up a lot of brain space for them. Yeah. Um, I know it stresses me out just to go up there, wear all my clothes. And it's like a project I'm getting started on, not the capsule wardrobe, but organizing and culling through my what's up there at the moment, but it stresses me out.
1: Me too. Mm -hmm. So, I like to, I, a lot of times, I had a very stressful morning this morning with my kids. They were running out the door and it was like theme days for school. And I was sweating because I'd just done a Peloton workout and it wasn't pretty. But a couple things I do every night that I was so grateful were already done. And one of those things is um, prep the coffee pot. I'm a coffee person, I have it every day. And so I fill up the water, we put in the coffee grounds. All we have to do is press a button and then it's made itself. So, that like five minute task does not take up any time in the morning. The other thing I do right after I work out, I refill my pre-workout water bottle with my water my pre-workout. So it's ready to go. And I just grab it on my way down to the gym the next morning. Oh, smart. Uh, it, it's it, and One of the other things I do is refill this at the end of the night. So this, ma- you can't see this, this massive 40 ounce water bottle I have. I go to bed with it filled to the brim, not because I'm going to drink 40 ounces in my sleep, heck no, (laughs) but I like to wake up and have it completely full and ready to go. And this is one that's going to hold the temperature. If you don't have one that's going to hold the temperature or you don't want 40 ounces on your bedside table because you have a cat or whatever, do it and put it in the fridge and let that be one of the first things you do in the morning. Go drink your water. If it's already full, you're going to have a much better chance of consuming it. So I prep my beverages (laughs) the night before, and that actually makes my mornings much, much smoother.
2: And I I do something similar. I don't prep my beverages. I do prep my coffee and that Mm -hmm. is helpful for sure, but I will at least get out the cup of water that I need to drink my 20 ounces I do lemon water. So I'm not going to put my lemon in there and set the water out on my counter overnight, but just seeing that the cup is there is that trigger kind of like we were talking about last week, setting your environment up for success so that I don't have to remember it. Cause I'm still, I've been doing this habit now since I think April or may. So water before coffee. Mm -hmm. And if I don't see it, then I will still forget it. Same thing with my supplements. They have to be out like, or at least in the cabinet. Cause I don't like a whole lot of clutter on my counter, but at least like at eye level. So when I open that cabinet to get something, I see them and I'm like, all right, I need to, to uh, take those.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's great. What about you, Kim? Anything else? Um, I can share with you all two um, TikTok hacks I've discovered in the past year that are just super fun. I really have used them. Um, and they sound silly maybe at one, maybe it's like a year and a half ago. I actually made an Instagram post about it. Cause my mind was just so blown. So the first one that my mind was just blown is that how we use our pasta strainer is not. And I don't know if this is true. Some people are like, that's just, they made that up that we all use our pasta strainers wrong. And so if you ever, which I always was like, you go to drain your pasta And you go over to your sink, and it's filled with dishes. And you have to take all the dishes out, and then put the pasta strainer on. That you're wasting time. That you're actually not supposed to put the pasta strainer in the sink. You're supposed to put the pasta strainer in the pasta pot, Mm -hmm. and then turn the pasta pot over, and the water comes out. And I saw that, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And I tried it, and it actually works incredibly well. Have you seen this? No. And I was like, "How can that be?" Yeah, I saw that on TikTok. So. That's wow. great. So if you have a sink full of dishes and you're trying to make your dinner, like you're not like having to like make your sink clean. You literally put the strainer inside the pot. Can you picture wow. it so like in the water and then you turn it upside down and it drains it that way. I have wow. a video on my Instagram of this because my mind was just like blown. That's new. I had not, I did not know that. I make right? pasta twice a week for my kids too. Yeah. TikTok taught me that. And then the other, I saw this one on Instagram, actually Beth Farako did this and I was like, Beth, that was brilliant. And I love it. She shreds her chicken when she makes crock pot chicken, with which I do all the time. Like one of my base recipes that's not really a recipe is salsa chicken, jar of salsa, a couple of pounds of chicken, and you cook it. And then I shred it with two forks. Not that take, that takes forever, but it's you know, it's a it's a bit. She uses her um hand mixer. Yep, she Puts the hand mixer right in there. That's a good one.
1: It's nice because that's a I use that one. That's a great hack that I learned a while ago. And it's especially nice if you're trying to make meal prep or a dish that you want to have pretty accurate macros for because it evenly distributes the chicken better
0: than just like shredding it with a fork. Yeah. I was just, again, that was another one like, wow, that made my life fast. It gets really fast. Yeah, Yeah. Those are two that uh, I've really latched onto from uh, Reels and TikTok. So another kitchen one, by the way, if you're somebody who ever works with spaghetti squash is,
1: I think I usually see people like, shred it with a fork when they try to like take the inside of the spaghetti squash out they take a fork and like shred it out yeah if you wait just until it's cool enough to handle so for me that's like 10 minutes but not so long that it's cool you can literally peel the skin back and you get all the spaghetti squash in the same shape like the boat shape that it would be none of it sticks to the shell you get every single strand of spaghetti squash oh, and, all, and you peel it just like you would peel like a hard-boiled egg
0: Wow, that is interesting. Yeah,
1: I have it. I have a highlight on it. It's spaghetti squash. And it's just, I mean, I love it because nothing goes to waste. You don't have to like sit there and try to like carve it out. It just peels yeah. back beautifully. It's effortless.
2: Oh, Very speaking good. of hard-boiled eggs, mm. hard-boiled eggs in the air fryer. Game changer.
1: I thought you were going to say instant pot because no. I won't do them on the stove. I got, anymore. I got rid of my
2: instant pot. I hated that thing, to be honest oh, with like you. That.
1: Yeah. But in yes, the I air fryer, Marcy, give us the details. What is the timing and the temperature for this?
2: Oh my gosh, I don't remember because I have not actually eaten hard-boiled eggs for about oh three years. But when I was uh when I was doing that initial protocol for uh, with nutrition dynamic, hard-boiled eggs were on my meal plan. And I had just gotten my air fryer and I had seen it somewhere. I was like, I gotta try this because it there's nothing more frustrating than when you go to peel your hard-boiled egg. And the shell gets stuck to the yolk and it the all worst. falls apart. So I do not remember. Cause again, it's been so long. The time I want to say, I want to say like 10 minutes, but I mean, it's, if you Google it, like mm-hmm. 15, yeah. air, again, air fryer, it'll come up. Mm-hmm. But so I do
1: mine in the instant pot and they are perfection. I cook them mm. on high pressure for three minutes and then I do three. a quick release. And as soon as I pull them out, they go in the ice bath and they are, Perfect for me. I won't eat a hard boiled egg if it's overcooked. Like, if it has that green around the end, I, mm-hmm. I hate that. I like it to be slightly underdone and that, that like, bright yellow yolk. Uh, that's perfect for me. So, three minutes, quick release, instantly in the ice bath. And and the shell comes off, like you said, Marcy, is again, effortless. It just practically falls off.
0: Mm. I jam. like that sound of that. And now I want hard boiled eggs. They're the best <laughs> snack. They're that my go to. You
1: ever like fall like, sometimes I don't time my meals right. And I fall asleep or I'm trying to fall asleep and I'm hungry and I hate being hungry in bed. Like I have a hard time falling asleep if I'm hungry in bed. I'm lucky I'm not in a cut right now. Um, but the hard boiled egg is my go-to if if I need something just to quiet my stomach, but I don't want to eat a whole lot, it's perfect for me. Just like a nice fat carb mix. It's like 70 calories. It's just enough to settle my stomach. And I feel like it's one of nature's most perfect foods really. Yes,
2: fat fat protein mix.
1: Good stuff. Did I, not what I said? Sorry. You said fat
2: carb and I was like, oh, Oh,
1: did I? Oh, (laughs) yes, fat protein, my mistake. Sorry. It's okay. Thank you. Oh man. Do you what ladies have this... any more out there? To t- I've got one more in, in my in my arsenal. What about you? Let
0: me look at my list to make I,
1: sure.
2: I, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Um, what's yours, Kate?
1: So for me, I'm not a huge Netflix person or, or show person. And that possibly might be because I reserve anything that I really love and anything that I really want to watch for walking, walking mm. on the treadmill. So if I get into a show like Ted Lasso, for instance, I know I'm going to get a lot of steps <laughs> during the time I'm going to have this series because I don't sit and watch it on TV. I'll sometimes rewatch it. Like if I want my husband wants to watch it or we're doing, you know, we do that together, I'll rewatch it, but I only allow myself. I say allow, but it, it sounds harsh, but I save my favorite shows or the things I'm looking forward to most to watch while I'm getting casual steps on the treadmill. And that is just one of those easy ways to, um, you know, continue to prioritize steps in my life because I'm someone who likes to get around 10, 10 to 12 Mm -hmm. feels comfortable for me. And that doesn't just happen anymore. Mm -hmm. I need to be intentional to hit that number. Otherwise I'd probably like live closer to seven maybe. So having something like, okay, I've got a little downtime. What do I want to do? Maybe I'm going to watch, you know, the morning show on Apple TV. I know that if I even just walk at three miles an hour, I'm going to add like, three, three, four 5,000 steps to my day.
2: Yeah. The morning show, by the way, I started watching that again. Oh, it's it's so good. I know. So good. Love it. Yeah. Listeners, if you have not watched that, I highly recommend. Yeah. I blew through that last fall. That's a good one. And Mm -hmm. and Katie, so what you've said is actually there's, I don't know if you would say there's like research behind it, but for lack of a better term, uh, it's called temptation bundling. So it is a way that you can make habits that you want to solidify easier. So I do the same thing, not so much with shows, but I always have a podcast on when I am walking. Although I am trying to do some more walks where I am just completely, you know, silent, some more of like a walking meditation, but I do really enjoy listening to podcasts when I walk, And yeah, not a big TV show or movie watcher, but that is a great idea. I have clients who do that all the time. Like I'm going to get my steps in my, tread or on my treadmill while I watch whatever. Um, I will listen to voice memos, reply to voice memos when I'm out walking, or even if it's like, I try to take post meal walks. So five or 10 minutes after breakfast, lunch, dinner, which is a great way to just increase step count, lower blood sugar, improve digestion, all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a habit stack, but then also the temptation bundling. So what is that habit that maybe you feel some resistance towards? So even something as simple as like cleaning the house or unloading the dishwasher, well, how can you make it feel a little bit more enjoyable? So yes, I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to, you know, do whatever it is just to make it seem like it doesn't, it's not quite so challenging. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's just one of those perfect things where, uh, you know, that sort of separates the idea where in the beginning, we sort of talked about, you can do it right. And it might take a little more time up front, or you can try to take a shortcut and then like have to double the time on the back end. But something like that just has no, it just doesn't compare to that at all. Like it's just one of those things that makes something like you said, Marcy, more enjoyable that might not otherwise be fun or might, you might not be um, pulled to do. So I think that's a, that's an excellent,
0: an excellent one to, to, to share for sure. Kim, did you say you have another one? Nope, I looked at, I'm all good. Um, I'll just add, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the market for a treadmill. I'm debating to get mm-hmm. one in my house to do something like Katie said, um, to like watch TV. Cause I, there are shows that I like to watch or getting one that I can get a standing desk and getting one that, you know, you put under your desk and like work and mm-hmm. have one. I haven't figured out which is gonna be a better fit yet. Um, but kind of taking things I already do, which is like, I want to watch a show, which I very rarely watch shows, but there's a whole list of ones I do want to watch. Mm-hmm. And usually I don't watch them because it feels like a waste of my time, right? Like yeah. it's got too much I want to do, but if I was getting in, you know, a couple thousand steps, maybe I'd yeah. get to enjoy those more or like I'm always parked here at my desk. So it might be a good idea to get the kind I could stand up. I don't know. Uh, I'll let you guys know, but I do like the idea of putting movement with, um, one of those things, either with like work that doesn't take complete focus or with Mm -hmm. TV shows.
1: Scrolling too. I would, I would hold off on scrolling of any kind, unless I was moving, Mm -hmm. even answering DMS. Um, I mean, anything that I could just hold my phone for. And again, I'm talking about like a 3.2 mile an hour walk. I am not speed walking. I'm not on an incline. Um, it's very easy steps. Yeah. highly recommend.
2: Really quick, totally off topic, but I'm curious because we haven't brought it up in a little bit. Kim, I know that you are in the middle of this fat loss space. so yes, update on that. I haven't haven't seen you. I know you were like in full-on
0: launch mode, so. I know. I need (laughs) Um, to give everybody an update. I've actually had people question, uh, ask me. They're like, when are we getting an update on that? And the reason I haven't been doing it is because I was so busy with my launching on them. (laughs) <laughs> I'm joking, you're on my drink. Um, so um uh, remember when I started it, I said it for about 14 weeks instead of 12 weeks because I knew this launch phase was going to be kind of iffy, like what was gonna happen. And then with the launch added to the fact that Lily Mae got super sick, mm-hmm. it was really I was not getting days with like, so I do X's or O days, and I was not getting X days for a lot of those days because I wasn't getting my steps in with how much I needed to like hard deadline by midnight, this must mm-hmm. be done, plus now my dog had me up all night because she was vomiting. I was not getting my, my movement in and the stress. I'm typically an eater when I'm stressed, but this time for some reason I was like, I can't even eat cause I was so stressed about all of this. So I wasn't, I was still hitting my calories as in I was not going over them, but I was nowhere near hitting my protein. Cause I just, I wasn't eating and I wasn't sleeping. So it was a rough, good bunch of days, but I'm really just of the mindset That there's never a great time to lose weight. And I knew at the beginning of January, if I went into January one thinking like, I'll wait till after the launch, it was going to put me to like the 27th or 28th before I started. And I'm like, that just seems silly. Why not start now? I'll get a good couple of weeks before the launch hits. And then I knew it was going to be about, you know, at least seven, eight, nine days um, of very intense. And I was like, even if I don't hit it hundred percent, I'm still going to be ahead of where I would be if I was waiting to start till it was over. Um, so yeah, so I'm back at it. And again, it's not that I ever stopped. I just wasn't nailing it for that handful of days. And then as soon as it was over, it was easy to just be like, all right, getting the protein back up, going to actually eat real food, going to actually sleep and move my body and get work <laughs> and get work mm-hmm. out. Then.
2: <laughs> and then the other thing that I was going to ask
0: really quick is, are you putting the running on the back burner? No, no, that's happening. But that's happening quarter two. Got it. Okay. That's okay. coming up. Mm-hmm. I did not want to tie that in with the fat loss phase. That's just a lot. Like it's a to, lot. You know, when and people might hear that and be like, wait, isn't running going to help you lose weight? Maybe. It could mm-hmm. if it helps up your activity, but I can get plenty of steps just walking. And for me, running is a real challenge because I find it so hard. That's the whole point. My whole running mm-hmm. adventure is to see if I can like running and trying to use that as like, oh, this is like helping my fat loss phase. It just didn't seem like a good fit. So I'm gonna finish the fat loss phase and then dedicate the next couple months after that to um, seeing if I can like running.
2: Excellent. Yes, so
0: um, I'll keep you up to date with the fat loss phase. Um, I guess I'm on week four right now, week four, week five, somewhere around there. Good for you.
2: Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing the results. Keep us posted.
0: (laughs) Will do. Well, I think
1: we got a good group of suggestions out there. I actually did not even throw out my biggest one that I'm going to do a post on in no. a little bit. I don't know if you guys want to hear it or if I should just put it on Instagram if we're pressed for time.
2: I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I, I, I don't know why I'm with this, this post. Is,
1: this is my biggest one. And it's actually going to go up because I've got several slides on it but I have separate lists for every grocery store I go to because you know, like you have favorites at every store. Like I, I like the enchilada sauce at Target and I like the butter lettuce at Trader Joe's and I like the chicken stock at Costco. So I've got about five stores in my rotation but I'm certainly not going to five stores a week. But I know every time I go to a particular store, maybe I know I'm gonna, I've gotta go to Costco because something in the coupon book I like is on sale or I'm low on something, I know I get there. In my phone, I have a list of all of my Costco essentials that I can basically mentally check off. Like, do I have a giant container of pink salt? Because that's where I get my Himalayan pink salt. And so each time I go, I'm never forgetting just one thing because my list is always the same. It's just a matter of do I need it or not? Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm the one in the kitchen, so I actually know this. I couldn't like give my husband these lists in my phone and and have him figure it out. But for me, it allows me to do something like go to Trader Joe's for what it is I'm looking for or because that's where I'm gonna swing in because it's so close to where my kid's pickup is. And, oh yeah, while I'm here, I know I love these, this, the lightly salted edamame. And even though, you know, it's not on my list, I'm gonna grab it because I'm here and I can only get it here. And mm-hmm. that's the case for like my five stores. So-
0: Super smart, Katie. That's very
2: so that,
1: organized.
2: That is true. And then, you know, another thing sure. that I just thought of is I don't do this so much anymore, but I used to quite often Is order online. I mean, you can get your groceries delivered. I love. Everyone knows I love to go to the grocery store. (laughs) I Mm. usually take like one trip every day, just that I can. Again, I can walk. It's ten minutes to Trader Joe's. It's five minutes the other one that I go to, and it's something that I enjoy doing. So it's not a big deal. But for like maybe more of those staple items that you don't want to run out of, so whether it's, you know, like toilet paper or kitchen cleaner, that kind of stuff. Um, you can order that online too. So like Thrive Market, I used to use that all the time. And it was very helpful because I wasn't like having to go to Target, having to go to here or wherever. Mm-hmm. So that is good. And it's really not that much more expensive than if you actually go to the store. Um, mm-hmm. You're spending gas, I guess, in your car. And then the other thing I will say, and I, again, I don't do this, but some of my clients do is, like meal delivery services. If you are someone who really struggles with <clears throat> meal prep, you don't want to do it. You feel like it's you know time consuming. And it's just one of those things that kind of sucks the life out of you. Well, then get those meals that are delivered to your house. They're really not that bad. Some of them, and they're always a good balance of protein, carbs, you know, a veggie. So you're going to be well-nourished and satisfied and you don't have to do it for every meal, but You know, maybe you say, okay, I'm going to have lunch delivered. I'm going to do meal delivery for lunch every day. And then those are in your refrigerator. You can freeze them, pull them out. And there you go. Now, no excuse not to eat well.
1: Absolutely. I know a lot of my
2: clients say like, I don't want to take the time during the day, especially when I'm working. It's not so much lunch or excuse me. It's not breakfast and dinner. It's more lunch that they don't want to have to think about. Mm -hmm. So that could be a good option.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. A life hack for you might be something totally different than for somebody else. And that's important Mm -hmm. to remember too. Like if you feel like you're, you're getting burned out on meal prep, then it might be a great time to try that for a little while and see how that feels. And maybe it's going to like up level your life for a couple months and then come summer, you've got more time. you will be ready to get back in the kitchen again, but you know, life there's, there's no like concrete commitment, like try it, see what you think, or if it doesn't appeal to you at all, don't even consider it. So yeah, hopefully these items, helped somebody <laughs> out there. And, uh, again, we always love hearing what works and what doesn't for you. So please send us a message. Let us
0: know, but yeah. Tag us in your Instagram short stories, showing us your life hack, uh, for saving time, your shortcut, and we'll share it on our stories. That would be really fun. I am sure people, I'm sure there are so many that we have not thought of. Absolutely.
2: Yes. And I'm sure Absolutely. when we off this, I'm like, Oh, I remember that one, but yes, yes. We'll share I know it. there's share more it in our
0: stories.
1: Well, everyone, have a great week, and we will catch you again soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. If you liked this, if it was helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review wherever you're listening. It really does help our work get in front of more people. Thanks so much for being here with you, and we'll see you again next week.